It's time to take a journey to find your courage, break through your limits, and master your destiny. It's time for Ken D. Foster's Voices of Courage. Ken brings you some of the most courageous people on the planet that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. It's time to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. It's time for Voices of Courage. And here's your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, hello and welcome today. Today is another brilliant day. It's raining down here in San Diego again. We're getting lots of uh, green in the city, and it's uh, it's. Uh, I look forward to it all the time. Listen, what is it that you really want? Have you ever thought about that? What is it you really want? You know, a lot of times we're in spaces where you're you're living kind of a little mediocre life, right? You're you're just struggling. Things are showing up uh, day in and day out, and you'd really like things to be different. Well, you know, it it really starts with clarity, doesn't it? So we got to get really clear with what it is we want, right? So that we start to talk to ourselves in ways that promote us getting what we want. I, I can't tell you how many people I've coached over the years that they just have a mental vocabulary that stops them from generating success in their life. They've had a lot of times they have start stop success. They come in, they start doing well, and then things stop and they wonder, why did it stop? Well, a lot of it has to do with that mental clarity, that mental uh, uh, habits that we have inside of ourselves. So today I'd like to kind of talk to you a little bit about getting what you want, right? So it all starts again with the inner communication. So let's start out with this. You know, think of one thing that you really want to have today. Think about it, okay? Now think about some one thing you want to have in three months from now and one year from now. Think about it. And visualize it this way. Visualize it as a, uh, a mountaintop that you're going to climb up. You're just going to climb the mountain, okay? And along the way, you're going to have, um, oh, I don't know, there might be a rock slide along the way. There might be uh, 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 rainstorms. There may be um, uh, people you meet along the way that give you a helping hand up. There may be people that um, come and, and show you the way, guide you along the way. You know, sometimes on that going up that mountain, you might feel a little lost. Well, you know, that's a little a bit how it is when we're setting something that's a little bigger than ourselves to accomplish, right? You know, I've um, I've learned in my my life to not set goals, but to set habits, right? You know, goals are great, but um, uh, what what happens a lot of times? The goal is, um, in fact, even the languaging of a goal, it's in the future. It's something in the future, right? A habit is something that you're doing right now. So when you start to think about, well, what's the success habit that I want to create so that I have clarity every day and so that I can start to take my life to the next level, right? Well, I think planning uh, is a piece of this, right? So let's think about that. So you got to have clarity of what you want, where you're going to go, that mountain you're climbing, and then you kind of have to plan for things happening during the day. Now, this is where a lot of people get stuck, all right? And um, because we have challenges, all of us have challenges, but there are four primarily uh, primary challenges that I think we have, and I'll, I'm going to name them so you can start thinking them in this, in this term. 
um, because I realize that when we plan and we know that something's going to come our way, we can usually do something about it, right? A lot of it has to do with our mind and how we use our attitude. All right, so the four types of challenges. First challenge is the tornado, right? This is uh, you wake up and um, somebody's in your face telling you what they need. Uh, you know, this morning I know we woke up. Uh, you know, when our daughter came in and said, "Hey, man, the kids are sick. We got to take them to school. We got to do this and that." The tornado is there, right? So you know that can happen, right? The uh, the next type of uh, uh, challenge might be the distractions. Oh, you know, you wake up. Oh, I got to answer that email. I've got to go. Um, uh, take care of something that uh, I, 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 I can't believe I have to do this right now, right? So, But there's distractions that come in our life. And the third is the pleasures, right? Do pleasures take you off track from getting clarity? Oh, gosh, I think I'll go down to Starbucks and have that, uh, that latte and, uh, and a little half piece of uh, pound cake, right? The pleasures can take us off track. And finally, the one that uh, I think hits a lot of us. And I just, I don't have a good word for it, but I call it the illusions. And they're, they're really, um, they're kind of, they're all fear-based, right? So for instance, this morning when I was driving to studio, I, I was dropping my wife off and, and she was, um, taking her time getting ready, which I like her to do, but we were running what I considered late, right? Well, I could have reacted to that and said something to her and got upset and, you know, and had a lot of energy in the car. But I, I said, you know, no, I already knew that was coming. So I'm just relaxed and calm and cool. So why is it important to plan? Because listen, challenges are coming, right? If you know they're coming, you can, you can remain still, remain in your calmness, remain in your inner presence, your inner peace, and not react to them. Now, what happens when we do that? What happens is our clarity expands. We get clear with, oh, okay. I'm moving in this direction today. Here are the three most important things I'm doing today to generate success in my life. I, I, I want to pause for a second because I want to say this. Every successful person I know has an inner dialogue, an inner clarity um, with how they speak to themselves. And they speak to themselves in positive, upbeat, powerful ways that help motivate themselves into accomplishing things that most people don't. And I will say this, the reason I don't set goals or have task lists is another reason. Because a lot of times if we have these goals or these task lists, we check off the easy ones first. It's kind of human nature. Oh, it feels good to check off all these things, right? But I found this, is that if we do the worst first, do the biggest ones first, that's where we get the greatest leverage in our life and that's what propels us to success. So inner communication, doing the worst first, getting clarity every day, realizing that the challenges are coming, this is going to help us to take our lives to a completely new level. So I want to thank all of my listeners, first of all, for listening to the show because I get some great feedback, great comments all the time on this show, and I want to reward you for that. So this week, I'm giving away... My release, renew, evolve uh, ebook for any of the listeners right now on Facebook uh, who make a comment on the show, uh, or if you're on Instagram, make a comment and tag two friends who enjoy the message of the show. If you do that, and you just, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking. Okay, anybody that does that, I'm going to send you a copy of my book. 
and uh, to really help you to take your life to the next level. Now, what's in that book, Release, Renew, Evolve? That book is all about getting clarity with some of the negative talk that you've been telling yourself so that you can really release that negative thought and start focusing on what it is you want instead of it is uh, what you're uh, maybe getting right now, right? Now, it's just as important, I believe, one other principle here, to identify what it is that you don't want. Okay, because if you uh, let's say you don't want to have debt, you don't want to have uh, poor relationships, you don't want to have uh, ill health, you don't want that. Right. That's good. Okay. Now, what I want you to do then is to turn that around into what are the three most important things that you want right now? And maybe it is all about inner clarity. Okay, maybe for you, it's about getting clear with how you're talking to yourself, how you're communicating yourself. And what it is that you really um, want to be saying on a consistent basis. Because I'll tell you this. Energy is increased when we start to speak in positive, upbeat terms to ourselves. When we stop pretending like everything upsets us. When we stay in our power. We stay on purpose. We stay connected to why this is important to us. Your life will change for the better. I, I guarantee if you practice it this week, things will change for you. Listen, in my next segment coming up, I have an expert on communication. We're going to be talking about how he's taken his communication model into the corporate world and just how effective it can be with this thing he's learned. He's, he's learned how to reconnect himself in a way that You're going to want to listen to this. This is amazing. We'll be right back. Back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. Attention business owners. The feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand-in-hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a success. Successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and reemerge as the real you. 
Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Welcome back. The show today is The Courage to Have Connected Conversations. And I want to let you know, before I get into this conversation with Arthur Schwartz, that uh, I've come across an organization here, actually a company in San Diego, that's really near and dear to my heart. And the company is called Family Carpet and Drapes. They've been serving San Diego since 1976. They have installed carpets and blinds in two of my homes, and they did an ex- excellent job, which is why I want to tell you about them. Right now, they're having a pre-spring sale on hardwood flooring, uh, waterproof flooring, tile, and cozy carpet. They have a huge selection of window coverings, blind shutters, and custom draperies. And they have something called Smart Living Shades, which move on your schedule. Don't you love that? So if you'd like to schedule a free in-home consultation with them, you can get a hold of Ryan at 619-697-5969. Again, 619-697-5969. And if you mention Voices of Courage, you will receive an additional 10% off your purchase. Again, Family Carpets and Drapes, 619-697-5969. All right, in studio with me is Arthur Schwartz. Arthur is a professional, uh, well, he started out as a professional trainer at uh, Dale Carnegie. Today, he's the founder of the Accelerated Coaching and Training uh, Company. He is a certified executive coach, a master trainer, and a fire-up trainer and developer. He's worked with a myriad of clients, including Cisco Systems, for over 12 years, facilitating multi-work day workshops and sales engineer training and by combining his 30 years of in the trenches experience with new technology and emerging trends he has become an innovative thinker with solutions that most people only dream to have so arthur i'm so glad you're here in studio with me welcome Thanks, Ken. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great. So listen, how'd you get on this path of uh, helping people to communicate more effectively? Well, you know, for me, it was really uh, just an accident. Uh, When I first moved to San Diego over 30 years ago, I actually enrolled in the Dale Carnegie course. I wanted to boost my own confidence and clarity and ability to communicate. And I I kind of fell in love with the whole personal development movement, how it transformed my own life. So I went on to get my initial start and, and actually work with that organization for four years. You're kind of one of the early giants and uh, had a lot of fun coaching, training people, and then moved on and, and did other things. 
Well, listen, you've worked with hundreds, thousands probably by now, people. Um, what stops people from effectively communicating? What's, what's the big roadblocks here? You know, I'm, I'm going to say that uh, fear. We all uh, invent fears around uh, what people are going to think, how they're going to respond. And so what happens is the communication becomes more about me and less about them. And so when that happens, there's a, there's a disconnect. So I think uh, getting people to just overcome that we all are the same, we all have the same feelings and thoughts and emotions, and just to be okay with that. I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people to do, and, and I think it, it stems with what this show is about. It's A lot of people are living from the outside in, not the inside out, so they're kind of basing all their judgments and uh, experience on how other people look, how they show up, what they say, what they do, as opposed to who they are. Is that is that accurate or not? Yeah, yeah I, I would say it's very accurate. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I was just thinking on the way over here, what, what are the three core drivers in my own life that help me to move through that? And you know, the first is connection. How do, how do I, on a daily basis, connect with people? And, and part of that for everybody is how, how do we connect with people and then have a willingness to move through how people might respond to that connection. Come from more of a place of love uh, than a place of fear. It's, it's a much better way to fill the void. So, you know, I, I meet a stranger and um, I'm uh, or I'm in a company because you do a lot of work in companies. Um, I'm in a company and and uh, my boss is uh, constantly on me and uh, doesn't really like me. How do I come from that place of really wanting to connect and, and communicate with them effectively when when I have somebody like that showing up? So I'm going to say maybe that's first an assumption that that the boss doesn't like you and. It, it, what we all do is we tend to all build story mm. to support mm. the way we're feeling about an experience. In this case, your boss. Mm. What if you were to change that story mm. and have it be a story that's more empowering for the both of you? I would imagine that your boss would then respond differently to you in your next connection with him. I bet that's right. Yeah, I bet that's right. So I have to change my story. Well, Gosh, you know, a lot of times I get stuck in stories. I think everybody does. Like the story of I'm maybe not enough. I'm not a good communicator. My boss is going to, you know, say something negative to me. I, I, we make up stuff all the time. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, and so I think yeah. uh, we always get to be right. So if that's mm. the story that, you know, you've created mm. where there's thoughts, emotions and feelings associated with that, then that kind of self-fulfills itself. Uh, and the flip side of that is if we could if we could change that story. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know not to sidebar, but you're, you're a scuba diver, and right. Uh, right. you, you kind of jumped into that uh, knowing that you had claustrophobia at one time. That's right. A similar situation myself. Claustrophobia. Got into diving. Loved it. Uh, realized that uh, the dive instructor was going to take us through a cave uh, mm. underwater. Mm. I said, no, no way. I'm mm. uh, claustrophobic. Mm. So that night before, I changed my story around the experience of what it would be like to go through a cave underwater. And the result was it turned out to be a positive experience. Wow. So we get to change that. Well, you know, that was something that I really wanted to do. And I think, uh, you know, when when we're really driven, we really want to do something. You know, there's something in us that will will bridge the mountains, Right to do it, um, I think that in public speaking or speaking in or organizations, especially if you're, you're trying to communicate effectively, um, as you mentioned, fear is there in, you know, the fear of, um, well, let's put it this way, fear of public speaking has been said the number one fear in the world over death, right? But I, I'm not sure that everybody's speaking in public. I, I think people still feel those fears when they're one-on-one. -on -one. They feel that connection like something's going to 
happen. So it's interesting when you say that because it's true. People have that fear. It's a greater fear than death. And I think because with death, people can't give you their opinion afterwards of of how you did. Now, you know, it's interesting when you change the story that it's not a presentation you're delivering to multiple people. Mm -hmm. It's just a series of connected conversations Mm -hmm. that you're having with people. Mm -hmm. It reframes for you the way you communicate with people. Mm -hmm. And we, we coach on really having people when you're up in front of a group to really look at people for three to five seconds. Mm. So you're just talking to that person and then you have that same conversation and connection with the next person, the next person, the next person. All of a sudden it doesn't feel like you're up there trying to present to many. You're just trying to connect to one at a time. Well, that's really good because I think as we change that inner dialogue, as I mentioned in the, uh, in the first segment, uh, it really opens up possibilities for us. So there's probably people listening thinking, God, I'd, I'd love to be able to speak in public, but I really, I'm afraid, right? Or I just, it feels uncomfortable. It's not for me. I was never meant to be a speaker, yet whatever the story is, right? Exactly. So um, when you work with uh, individuals, I know you work with mental preparation. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how you help them prepare? Absolutely. So we, we actually have a, a model that there's three major components to it. One, there's this ladder with this, what we call a fire up acronym. Each letter stands for something. At the top of that ladder is the outcome. So we always say to win the presentation game, you got to change the game. To change the game, one of the first things we tell people, start with your outcome. You're going to be so much better mentally prepared and leaning in with confidence if you start with the outcome. And the outcome is, what do you want as a a result of this? So before I came in here today, I visualized that you and I were going to have fun. It would be collaborative. uh, People would enjoy it. So I walked in here mentally preparing myself for that experience to set up with you. It's no different when people present. And so that mental preparation is at the bottom of that ladder. It's got to be a strong foundation. That's good. And so it's really about... You know, a a lot of times people hear this and they, they think it's too simple. Right. But I want to say this to our audience. There's neuroscience behind what we're talking about here. Right. When you start to visualize, when you start to mentally prepare for your your speaking, you start to change. Well, you're changing your cells in your head. Right. And you're starting to feel your power flowing through you, energy flowing through you. Absolutely. And I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I'm I'm also a certified practitioner of conversational intelligence, which is all about neuroscience. And what happens in the brain is relative to you and I, about 0.7 seconds, you decide if you like me or not. And, And the trust is there that quickly, simply because of our physiology. So if people in their brain are deciding that they're going to have a great experience, that shows up externally in their physiology. That's awesome. Well, listen, I got to take a break. Let's come back. Let's let's focus a little bit more about the neuroscience of public speaking. That's awesome. We'll be right back. Back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life, and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity, or increase your courage, step into your power, and forge into the unknown, where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, 
then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. With Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, it's a good day to change the stories, isn't it? Change the stories that are rolling around in your head to change to the stories that are really empowering that take you and your business and your life to a completely new level. Well, that's what we're talking about today in studio. But before I get back to Arthur Schwartz, I want to let you know that as a business owner, your online presence is more important than ever. People will look you up online before they ever pick up the phone. That's why the image of yourself and your branding is of vital importance today. Well, listen, I've come across one of the top photographers in San Diego. Her name is Ann Landstrom. She can work with you, by the way. If you're not in San Diego, she can work around the country with you. People fly in all over the place. She flies all over to uh, work with people. But her photography is second to none. You can find her at annphotography.com. That's annphotography.com. I recommend you give her a call. She promises to give you images that will bring out the best in you and your business. Again, that's annphotography.com, 760-610-6263. Let me repeat it one more time, 760-610-6263. Arthur Schwartz is in in the house, and um, Arthur and I are talking about neuroscience of public speaking. And um, where are we going with that? Well, you know, one of the things that's important when you look at the brain and, and the, uh, the neuroplasticity of the brain is when you could put certain things on autopilot. For example, what we've developed is a system. So any content that you have can be put into that system. So then you could focus on your audience, connecting with people. And I'll walk you through that system and share with you how that works. Because anybody in the audience that's listening can apply this in any type of communication. Let's do it. Let's do that. Let's step, so step say, through that. Starting with the early, the outcome is the one thing we recommend that you start with. Because when you focus on the outcome, everything else falls in place. Now, where do you go from there? You want to make sure you're mentally prepared. Uh, and to do that, just like athletes do, you want to look at those optimal performance thoughts and emotions that you can create. Very positive ways that you self-talk to yourself. And from there, you've got that foundation. Then we walk you through the fire-up system. And the fire-up system is an acronym. We start with F. You've got to focus your audience. You've got to get them focused on you. If they're not focused on you, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to buy anything mm-hmm. from you. They're not, going to, they're not going to do anything that will move in your direction. So you've got to get them focused away from all the things they're doing. The next thing you have to do, since you're clear on that outcome, is you've got to inform them of what the outcome is because people have a very short attention span. So that's the second thing you do is you get them informed of that outcome so they're listening to you. Now, we all, when we're uh, sitting in any type of an audience, we're listening to somebody. Usually there's something that's just not right. 
something painful or something uncomfortable. So somehow we've got to remind them in a way that there's something that's just not right, that's that pain that gets them to continue to stay connected to us. And that's the, uh, that's the R in the fire up is remind them of that pain. And the third, the, the, the E in the fire is to be able to educate, empower, and entertain your audience. Well, you say do things in threes, but you got to educate, empower, and entertain that audience so they'll keep listening to you. That's good. I hope we're doing that today. Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> and the next thing you want to do is you want to use that pain that they've shared with you and connect it back to whatever you've educated them on so they see that your solution points to helping them to address that, getting rid of that pain. Mm. And the last thing that most people don't do, they don't propose some type of a commitment or a next step moving forward. You might know people who've done that. Well, I do. And and speaking of next steps moving forward, um, so those of you that are listening today, if you'd like to connect with Arthur, he has a a gift for you. And um, you can go to uh, Accelerant. Yeah, by the way, you are an Accelerant, man. I I get that. (laughs) So his website, uh, but well, before I give the website, tell him a little bit about what you 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 got for. So what we're doing, uh, we're actually doing this two-day fire up your presentations training here in San Diego. So first time we've done it publicly in years. We do it all over the world for major companies, and we have a couple of introductory sessions. Uh, One is February twenty-sixth, and the other is March twelfth. And if you go to accelerantcoach.com, A-C-C-E-L-E-R-A-N-T, coach.com, forward slash courage, the first 20 people that enroll for either of those evenings will receive a book written by our founders called How to Win the Presentation Game, 52 Tips. It's a great little book. Okay, so uh, Accelerant Coaching. Accelerant Coach. Accelerant, uh, A-C-C-E-L-E-R-A-N-T, Coach, C-O-A-C-H, dot com and forward slash courage. Absolute courage. Okay. So that'll get you that uh, free book and uh, an opportunity to come and see Arthur and and uh, work with him in this uh, model to transcend, really transform probably your speaking presence for forever, for life. And, you know, it even, it even goes beyond speaking because yeah. it's all about connection, right? So right. You, you change your story about how you communicate to a group. You change your story about your life. Right, right. Well, I think a lot of people want to change their story. And um, what uh, what's two ways that we can do that? Well, I know for myself, uh, when, when I've looked at things that I've wanted to change, I first have to look at what's the block? You know, what's, what's blocking me? Is, is it real or is it just like made up? Right. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier with the whole story about scuba diving, I almost drowned in the ocean here in San Diego a couple of times before I actually went and got a diver certified. I could have easily just never put my toe back in the water. But it was one of those things where I'm choosing to overcome that and have the water become my best friend. And the result is now I love to die. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, it reminds me of the drill sergeant that uh, that taught me how to scuba dive at uh, La Jolla Shores here in San Diego. One of the things he had us do is come out of the water and get on our hands and knees. I'm not sure why he had us do this. Get on our hands and knees and crawl all the way into shore with this, uh, I don't know, 100-pound tank on my back, right? Now, I didn't give up. But the the lady I was dating at the time, that was it. She was like, I'm not dealing with this guy anymore. <laughs> but fortunately, I didn't. But, you know, I think a lot of times that's what happens, isn't it? Challenges come, and, you know, we either move, move uh, into overcoming them or they, or they overcome us. Yeah, you know, they're just a belief. And I always like to use the analogy, Ken. If I said to you, what color is the stop sign, what would you say? Uh, white and red. And yield signs? 
Uh, yellow and black. You know, and you're right. And, and, and red and white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yield signs were yellow and black up to the mid-70s, but most people would still challenge you on that because there's such a belief about it. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny? I'm still seeing, see, I'm driving down the road seeing yellow and black exactly. signs, right? Yeah. I think I might change that perspective. See, you just shifted your belief about it. You I, know they're all red and white. I, I do now. They're all red and white. Yeah, and they may be other colors that I'm not even seeing. <laughs> I better look. <laughs> Anyway, all right, listen, so um, um, let's tell them again uh, where to get uh, connected with you, Arthur. Sure. So the, uh, the best way to get connected with me is to, if you'd like to go to the, uh, the, the, one of the evenings, just go to Excel. When, when are those evenings again? Uh, that's uh, February 26th okay. and March 12th. Uh, in, in San Diego. In right? San Diego and uh, okay. here in the UTC area okay. uh, at uh, 6 to 7.30 p.m. Okay. And the first 20 people will receive uh, the, the, our founder's book, which is How to Win the Presentation Game. It's a great little book, 52 tips, uh, the first 20 people either evening. Okay, that's good. So listen, you've uh, accomplished a lot in your life. Um, you've got a lot of success in so many areas. Uh, I think my listeners want to know, who are you? Like, who's Arthur? You know, I, beyond, beyond all this success, who are you? I, I like to describe myself with three C's. Uh, if people were to meet me once... I'd like them to walk away feeling like the number one thing I like to do is to connect with people at their level, connect with who they are, where they are. The second thing that's so important to me is to uh, have compassion. Uh, I believe that we're all hurting in the world. And if we just reach out to everybody in our communication, knowing that we're all hurting, that we connect at a stronger level. And the third thing is my commitment to people. So those are my three, my three C's, really. And, yeah. and I love your C, which is yeah. courage. Well, that's my C, courage. You know, the courage to have amazing guests uh, on the show on a continual basis, and you're one of them. Arthur, uh, I want to just thank you for your time here today. Um, any final thoughts? No, just uh, love being here with the group. Would love to see some folks come out and have some fun with us. And uh, feel free to reach out to me on AccelerantCoach.com. Thanks so much, Arthur. Coming up next, I've got a uh, brilliant guest, uh, Claudette Rowley. And we're going to be talking about the DNA of organizational excellence. We'll be right back. more voices of courage with ken d foster learn more about ken how to be a guest on the show and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us there comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life a time to seek freedom from the anxiety addiction and other issues that may be bringing you down a time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinicity of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. We're back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back 
today our show is called The Courage to Have Connected Conversations. And my guest today, and uh, actually she's a call-in guest today, is Claudette Rowley. And Claudette is the CEO of Cultural Brilliance, a cultural design and management consultancy, and the author of Cultural Brilliance, the DNA of Organizational Excellence. I just love that title. Over the past 20 years, Claudette has consulted at uh, Fortune 1000 companies, small businesses, academic institutions, and startups, helping them to create proactive and innovative workplace cultures that deliver outstanding results. Claudette, welcome. Thanks so much, Ken. Great to be here. Oh, so good to hear your voice again. So listen, you're uh, you're doing something that I think America needs. You're helping transform culture in organizations. Um, how do you do that? And how'd you get into it? <laughs> Let's talk about how you got into it first. Okay. Yeah. First things first, right? First things first. Um, I got it. First things first. So I got into it looking back about 20 years ago when I started doing a lot of executive coaching and organizational development consulting. And when I look back on it, I was always helping to shift and change cultures. We didn't necessarily call it that. We didn't necessarily name that we were shifting culture, but that was a lot of what we were doing when I'd work in organizations. And so a few years ago, I decided, you know what, let's, let's tell the truth, right? Let's, let's talk about what we're really doing here. And I decided to develop or started to develop my cultural brilliance methodology and take it into organizations to really help them change culture a little bit more easily. Like you said, it's such it's so needed. It's so needed right now. And it's, uh, it's really a pleasure to help companies do this. Well, what inspired you to write the book, uh, cultural brilliance? I, I was inspired because I thought, you know, Writing a book, you know, writing a book does two things. It really forces you, forces one, forced me to clarify my ideas, right? So, so that was really important because I wanted to put these ideas out into the world. So I thought, but one of the best ways to do that is to write a book. People can, you know, read it now because of the book. I'm, I'm talking to you, right? I'm talking to lots of different people on air right? and able to spread the word. Yeah. Okay. So let me get into cultural uh, uh, brilliance. What is it and uh, what's a brilliant culture? Yeah, so cultural brilliance is really about tapping into and really sourcing the potential in an organization. So what I notice is is not all companies, but most companies leave untapped potential on the table in the form of their culture. In other words, their culture could be so much more than it is. Um, it could be really brilliant, and that sometimes companies just aren't even aware of that. Um, and so that's one one of the reason they one of the reasons they leave it on the table. Um, okay, so let me I ask you a question. So I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm employee of a company. I'm sitting here listening to the show right now, and I know that there's a lot of potential in my organization, but there's this hierarchy here, and people have already mm-hmm. painted me into a box. How do I how do I break out of the box to go and and share my ideas and brilliance with others? Yeah, great question. So. I, what I usually will, I'll usually discuss with people is this idea of being a cultural detective. So, which means getting really good at, at listening and observing what's happening in the culture. And just like it, a detective does on a police force, you have to do this in a very, you know, kind of stand back, observe, be as a neutral as, as neutral and unbiased as possible, and start gathering information about the organization and the culture, so that when you go with your ideas to your leadership, uh, you can say, well, I here's what I've discovered. Here's some data and evidence to back it up. And I think if we do A, B, and C, we could really make some changes. So in other words, do your homework and come really prepared into the conversation. 
That's really good. That's really good advice. What do you think are some of the biggest trends in uh, cultural trends or challenges that you're seeing in companies today? Well, you know, we're, we're hearing a lot, of course, about artificial intelligence and how that's going to change the landscape. I was just reading about that yesterday, actually. Right. And then a little bit closer to home, uh, you know, we hear a lot of people saying, we want cultures that, um, are, that respect us, where we feel trusted and that we can trust. Right, that we're being told the truth, that there's some transparency. Well, cultures where we can bring forth our best strengths and ideas, that we can actually be innovative um, and, and use our talents. And that's a, that's a big thing I'm hearing is that especially younger generations are saying, I, I'm not going to put up working for an organization that doesn't have a culture I feel comfortable in or that I'm energized or excited by. And that, that is a big, big, big trend we're seeing or companies that maybe didn't have to do that, adjust in that way before or having to adapt. I love that. Well, and, and so if I'm yeah. a, if I'm a, am a, you know, I'm looking to, to go to an organization out there, um, you know, how do I know if a culture is in trouble? What are the warning signs that if I'm going to apply to a company or it, maybe I'm in the company? What, what are some of the warning signs? Well, some of the warning signs, you know, some of them may be a little harder to notice if you're applying, right? But you can ask questions to try to get to it. But one is that um, people are punished for telling the truth. Mm. And you would know much more about that if you're an employee, right? So if I go, if I go talk to my manager or talk to the leadership team and, and talk about my, my, the truth with the small team, meaning my perception, you know, what I've experienced, right? My perception of the truth. Right. And something happens to me, right? I get passed over for a great project, there's retribution, people gossip about me, then you're, you have a cultural issue um, because that shouldn't be happening. Aligned closely with that is organizations that tolerate bullies, right? Mm. Where mm. B- bullying, you know, bullying behavior is okay because the bully is somebody who is a rainmaker or, uh, you, know, has, you know, has the best account. The customers love them, something like that. But you'd say, well, I, I agree. I don't, I don't yeah. want to get into politics yeah. today, but I, you know, I, I sense that we have a culture of bullying. You know, it's it's uh, permeates yeah. all of our culture, and you know, it's that top down. Um, I'm better than you. You know, I know better than you, and you'll do it my way type stuff. Where. Um, how do we flatten that organizational curve where, you know, we're all connected? Uh, the uh, the secretary, mm-hmm. uh, the assistant is just as important as the CEO. They just have different roles. Yeah. How, how yeah, do we flatten that? Absolutely. We flat, you know, one way we flatten is, is by creating a culture and environment of what's called psychological safety, which simply means that our, our culture is safe for risk-taking, interpersonal risk-taking. Mm-hmm. So, so if, if you and I are working together, or I, you're my manager and I work for you, I can come to you with an idea, I can come to you with a concern. You may not agree with me, you might not give me the green light, but I am not going to be worried that it will be used against me in any way. That's really good. You know, in, in your book, yeah, yeah. Uh, you describe the cultural brilliance system. Um, can mm-hmm. you describe that a little bit for the audience and how it helps organizations? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So the system uh, is a three-phase process. And at a high level, the first phase is really deeply understanding how your, your culture operates. Right? One, one thing I have is you can't change what you don't understand. Right. Or, or you can, but you'll make a big mess. Um, so it's really it, it, an assessment process of helping a company understand authentically how it operates. How does your culture really operate today? Um, and then based on what you find out there, you start to uncover the kind of culture you need to support your people and your business objectives. The second phase of the process is really designing how you're going to go from the culture you have now to the culture you want and need, your target culture. Um, and in that process, what I do is I actually involve 
people from all levels of the organization, all different teams and parts, departments of the organization. So we get input from lots of people and we get a very holistic viewpoint. Mm. And then the third phase of the process is where we, we plan and we actually integrate and implement those, those changes throughout the culture over a period of time. And we do some prototyping and some testing, trial and error, get feedback, so we make sure that what we're doing is really on target. Uh, with what the organization needs. That's brilliant. I just love that. So um, the uh, <clears throat> your book, um, can you tell us a little bit where people can get it? Absolutely. So um, two places. One is through my website, which is culturalbrilliance.com. Uh, the book is also right on Amazon. So two easy places to get it. Okay. That's awesome. Um, all right. So what I want to talk to you about is uh, authentic cultures. What is it? How do we create it? How do we know if we don't have it? Um, so I'll, we'll start on that, but I'm going to have to interrupt you here in a minute because we're just about ready for a break. But let's start on that. Authentic cultures, what are they? Uh, authentic, authentic cultures are cultures that under, really understand who they are, right? So they, they have that level of authenticity because they know, you know, they know what's great about them, what's brilliant about them, and they know what might block them or stop them. So they have that level of understanding. Um, no culture, no matter who, even if you're Google, it doesn't matter who you are, right? Your culture is not, no culture is perfect, and it's always evolving and changing. So uh, that level of authenticity, though, gives you um, a lot of flexibility and adaptability to make changes when you need to, when you notice that something has shifted and you need to adjust to it. I love that. Okay, well, listen, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And uh, if my culture is not an authentic culture, I want to know how to shift that. I'm going to ask you that when we get back. of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life, and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity, or increase your courage, step into your power, and forge into the unknown, where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Back with Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Right, we're back. We're talking with uh, Claudette Raleigh, and she has a book out called Cultural Brilliance. And uh, before I get to uh, asking her this next question, because I want to know how to create an authentic culture if I don't have one already, what what are the steps? I want to just mention that if you live in San Diego County, uh, I want to let you know there's an amazing company down here. If you need carpets and drapes, they're called Family Carpet and Drapes. They've been serving San Diego since 1976, and they've installed carpets and blinds in two of my homes 
And they did just a, such an excellent job. I wanted to give them a shout-out today on the show. So they're having a pre-spring sale in hardwood flooring, waterproof flooring, tile, and cozy carpet. And they have a huge selection of window coverings and blinds and shutters and custom draperies. So I encourage you to give them a call for a free in-home consultation. They'll come right out to your house. You can give them a call at 619-697-5969. And if you mention Voices of Courage, uh, you're going to receive an additional 10% off your purchase. So call them at 619-697-5969, or you can visit them online at uh, familyinteriors.com. Familyinteriors.com is their website. All righty, back to Claudette. How in the world, if I've got a culture that is dysfunctional, what, what are the first steps I do? Whether I go to the boss, do I go to the CEO? What, what do I do? How do I change this culture? <laughs> yeah, so one of the ways you can, I mean, we, we all know the boss, the CEO, the leaders, they need to be on board with the cultural change. And so if you're someone who's not not in that particular role, um, one of the things I like to do is have organizations conduct what I call a cultural 360. So it's a really interesting process to have, an, an easy process, to have leaders and anybody in the organization get some feedback on the culture, right? So to ask questions like, you know, what, what's great about our culture? What makes it shine? Um, what, what, is, what is it about our culture that I should know about that I don't, right? Every, everyone in a culture has blind spots. That's just part of being human. So, you know, nobody's going to see an entire culture. So it's a way, you know, what, what could we, you know, if we could change anything, what would we change? So it's a way to start to get some information um, that's pretty straightforward. And to your point, I mean, the other thing is when you notice that the insides and the outsides of an organization don't match, right, that externally customers think you have a great cult- culture, and then internally people aren't thinking you have a great culture, that, that there's something missing there, right? You want to make sure your what's going on inside of your organization matches how you're perceived externally, if it's positive. Well, absolutely. Um, and, and you know, I, I yeah. think that, uh, you know, if you're a CEO and you're listening to this, I mean, one of the ways that I, I have an organization I coach that has, uh, uh, in the past, they had a 100% turnover rate, right? Now, duh, is that a warning sign or what? <laughs> that maybe the absolutely. culture is not, uh, yeah. not, not working right here. Um, you know, and or you have people that are stagnant. You know, the the other side is, you know, they're stagnant. They they don't feel like they, they you look around and you feel like half the organization is depressed. Right. You just like wake up people. Right. So um, I want to ask you another question here. You know, in your and I'm not sure this is in your book. I didn't see it, but I, I know you talk about this. Let's talk about uh, adaptogen design. What is that and how do we apply it to cultural brilliance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is in the book. Actually, there's a whole there's a whole chapter on it. Right. Um, and so adaptogens, adaptogens are interesting. They're, they're herbal substances actually that occur in nature, like maca and ginseng, and they help the body rebalance into health. And so I took I took that idea and I applied it to cultural design. And so it's really about designing a culture that will. It's a specific design process to help a culture form in a way that it rebalances. So if an external stressor hits it, if there's a competitor, you know, an external threat or something internally that stops working, that you can actually design a culture that will, will say, okay, so since this has happened, we can actually use this information, this change that's occurring to, to make conscious decisions about what we want to do next. So this doesn't actually take us down. It actually builds us up. Um, so it's a design process to help organizations actually 
iteratively build one success on the next. So one, one positive thing leads to the next positive thing. And it helps prevent, as you were saying, you know, some of those warning signs of a cultural issue, like you have a revolving door of employees or people are disengaged and depressed. When you have that kind of design in place, you're not seeing those things. So how, can you give me an example of what uh, one of those cultural designs would be? Sure. I mean, it's, I, I'll take a client example. Um, since culture is like a fingerprint, right? Everyone is, everyone's different and unique. Um, so a client of mine, a uh, manufacturing company, um, they were having uh, a lot of low productivity issues and, and, some mis- and a lot of misshipments, a lot of things that weren't going well. And one of the, we did a bunch of assessment work, and what we actually uncovered was that they were what looked like an operational issue was actually a people and communication issue, uh, and it was about people not feeling safe to have important problem-solving conversations with each other in order to resolve production issues. So we actually put a whole communication system in place and did a lot around trust building so that it, and designed all of that so that people started to get really good at communicating to solve production problems and we they saw you know a huge increase in in productivity and they stopped missing shipments gosh i love that that's great what's what do you in your opinion what's the best way to integrate cultural change the best way to integrate cultural change there are a couple things you really need to be aware of um, at all times is that you're continuing to get feedback from people and input um, because they will know things that leaders you know leaders or the people implementing won't know so you, you you set up a continuous feedback stream. Um, and the other thing is to remember that everybody changes at different rates. We know that, but we sometimes forget. So how you introduce the change and how you involve people in it, how they participate, is another way to make sure the change integrates well. So feedback and introduction. Well, Claudette, I really appreciate you being here on the show today. Um, any final thoughts? And uh, also I want to let them know again how to get your book and how to get in touch with you. So final thoughts and how do they get a hold of you? Great. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Yeah. Final thoughts is I think, you know, all cultures can be brilliant. And the place to start with is listening closely and really, really noticing what truth needs to be told. And that that's the door to open to have a brilliant culture. Um, And in terms of finding out more about me in the book, my website is culturalbrilliance.com. You can find out more about me and my business there. The book is available at that website or Amazon. Uh, Great. Claudette, thank you so much. I hope you join me again sometime. This was a great, stimulating conversation. I really appreciate it. And I hope my audience was listening closely because you gave a lot of nuggets of truth. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks so much, Ken. All righty. Well, that's uh, that's almost a wrap today. But you know what a what a great show we've had, right? We're talking about how you can change your thinking, how you can change your stories, how you can change your culture, how you can make positive changes, right? Now, there's only one thing that's missing in uh, the ingredients that we've given you today, and that's just you, right? So you have to be the you that steps up and says, "Who am I really? What do I stand for? What can I do today?" to really take some actions, to really make my life and the lives of people around me even better by changing my stories, by maybe looking at and seeing what the culture is in my organization or maybe my family life and making some positive steps, right? Remember I said earlier on, man, you got to do the worst first, whatever the hardest, most difficult thing you think you need to do that you've been procrastinating on, that's the thing we need to do. All right, till next week, have a brilliant week. We'll talk to you soon. 
Thanks for joining us for Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. Be sure to join us next Sunday at 10 a.m. as Ken brings more stories of courage that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. This has been Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. 